Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. It's the Friday show. Scott's away, so Adam will play. Boys are out. We got four teams left. Astros, Rangers, Phillies, Diamondbacks. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, The offseason has just unofficially begun. Uh, Renovations are underway in Toronto. Front office press conferences are in full swing. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Vladdy made $14.5 million in 2023. Could we see his arbitration numbers go down this season? We'll get to that. We have an Anthony Bass update. Uh, five moves I would like to see happen this offseason for the Blue Jays. Uh, we'll get to all that. So let's uh, let's get right started here. Uh, let's start with renovations are underway in Toronto because this is the one I care about the least. Uh, interior now being demolished. Kind of a funny headline here, just like the hopes of Blue Jays fans. So ripping the seats out, uh, we're going to reposition the seating and I guess kind of change the shape of the foul line. Um, it's going to be the big takeaway here. So Obviously, uh, a lot to do between now and April 1st, but as you can see, uh, seats are being ripped out, and that's uh, that's about it on the, the renovations front so far. So, not a whole lot to report other than they're underway. Okay, um, I want to talk about, is this team in good hands? Uh, with the leadership, the management core of this team. Uh, we got John Schneider. We've got Ross Atkins. We've got Mark Shapiro. Uh, three, a three-headed dragon, if you will. Obviously, Mark Shapiro at the very top. Uh, Ross Atkins probably drawing most of the ire from the fan base at this point. Um, I know some fans calling for him to be fired. Uh, I've lost confidence in Ross Atkins myself. John Schneider has been making questionable managing game time decisions all season long. Weird mistakes like the second trip to visit Manoa that then forced him to be removed from the game. Weird pinch hit, pinch run decisions um, that are really easy to second guess in hindsight. So where where do we really fit with this team? Um, John Schneider will be back. Ross Atkins will be back. Mark Shapiro not going anywhere. Uh, I'm going to start with Mark Shapiro, who had the press conference the other day. Um reiterated that the decision, let's just start with this, the decision to pull Jose Barrios 
uh, was in the hands of John Schneider. Now, that's not how it seemed during the game. Player reaction seemed just as surprised as the rest of us. Um, Ross Atkins threw him under the bus. We all know this. Uh, in his post postseason press conference, um, I think a lot of the confusion and the frustration with Ross Atkins was... Oh, and I'm going to come across as a Ross Atkins apologist here. I'm not, and I'm going to be very critical of Ross Atkins this offseason. Um, but we have to be realistic here. Um, I think a, a big problem with the perception of his comments was the word usage he chose. Um, basically came out and says I didn't know about it until I saw it happening I'd have to really go back and look at the quote but Mark Shapiro came back and kind of clarified what I think was a misspeak by Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro saying it was something that we kind of discussed beforehand but I didn't know when it was going to happen um, until it happened now I think if we can read between the lines here I think the honest no BS answer is as a group I don't know if Mark Shapiro was in on it because I think he's mostly hands off with the day to day running of the team but I think the analytics, the khakis, the Ross Atkins, the John Schneider, the Don Mattingly's, they all got together and they decided, look, we're going to take him out the next time through the lineup. I'm trying to not be too apologetic, but we have to be fair in our criticisms. When Ross Atkins, ugh, when they say, that they don't know when he was going to come out. I think technically that's true. In that, what was it, the fourth inning? I mean, I could say, I could have a definitive plan with John Schneider, myself, to say, okay, the second time through the order, when we get to the lefties again, that's when... We're going to pull Jose Barrios out and put in the lefty Yusei Kikuchi to then get those lefties out of their batting order. That can be a definitive decision. Um, but as to when, quote-unquote, when does that occur, does it happen with one out in the third inning? Does it happen with two outs in the second inning? Does it happen with no outs in the fourth inning? This is where it's like technically, I guess you could say, yeah, that's not a lie. If you didn't know when were we going to get to that spot in the order, even though we know that spot in the order is the spot in which 
we're pulling them, from which we're making the move. So I guess it's frustrating. I mean, it would still be frustrating for John to have the public perception of being thrown under the bus. Um, I think Ross Atkins is not a good communication-ist. Coming from me. There we go. Um, one thing with Mark Shapiro's press conference, though, is clarifying that John Schneider does have the autonomy. And this is something I took away from listening to the Blair and Barker podcast yesterday. Um, Barker's interpretation of that press conference, and I, I like this understanding of it, is that what Mark Shapiro is saying is, Look, we're going to come up with a game plan as a as a team. We win as a team, we lose as a team. A lot more we's being shared from Mark Shapiro than from Ross Atkins. Um, but the takeaway was John Schneider is going to have, or does have, uh, a certain demarcation of decision-making at the field level. Um, and I think maybe there was a miscommunication on that. Um, but something that hopefully is clarified and rectified uh, moving into this upcoming season is that John Schneider needs to, and this is part of being a young manager, I think. And this is me. This is my most charitable interpretation um, is that John Schneider needs to start making those decisions um, in that, okay, yes, I know we had a game plan, but circumstances have changed and we're abandoning the game plan, right? I know that the khakis say second time through the order when we get to the lefties, we're bringing in Yusei Kikuchi. But are you seeing what I'm seeing out here? And we're not doing that today because something special is happening. That's what you need out of your manager. I think that's what Mark Shapiro expects or expected. Certainly now moving forward expects out of his manager, out of John Schneider. I don't know that in the moment John Schneider knew that of himself. Um, you know, we've all had jobs where we make mistakes and we learn from them. Oh, I didn't know that was my responsibility to tie down the load on the trailer. Oh, I didn't know it was my responsibility to throw rocks at that person um now john schneider knows that, yeah he does have a responsibility that he i oof, as much as the ross atkins press conference felt like we're throwing john under the bus the mark shapiro press conference in my interpretations was a vote of confidence in john schneider and his ability and a vote of confidence in his decision-making and a vote of confidence in his judgment. And that moving forward, 
Yes, Ross Atkins and his team of khakis will have a full a full scoop of raisins in their influence on lineups, roster management, roster construction. But that at the end of the day, John Schneider does have autonomy. Um, I, I don't know if I fully believe it. Um, and it's going to take some real guts from John Schneider to flex that autonomy uh, moving forward. Uh, now, as far as the decision itself, I see a lot of people complaining that this was a slap in the face to Jose Barrios, who was dealing. And yes, he was pitching very well. How could you lose confidence in a guy who was pitching so well? He's from Minnesota. It's his home ballpark, essentially. Um, He looked comfortable out there. How could you lose confidence in a guy like that? I think... I think this is... I've been back and forth on Jordan Romano as a quality closer for a while now. But I think this decision reflects more on the lack of confidence in our bullpen than a lack of confidence in Jose Barrios the second or the third time facing the lefties. I think that's a real issue. Uh, This is one of the best bullpens the Blue Jays have had in recent memory. So to feel that it's so necessary that the guy you just gave a nine-figure contract to, a seven-year deal, traded some of your best prospects for to acquire while he's pitching as well as he's ever pitched, um, to have such low confidence in your bullpen's ability to face the lefties in the order that you need to remove them, that you're willing to walk away from that starting pitcher you've invested everything into, you're willing to pull him to protect and shelter what you deem to be a fragile bullpen. Maybe fragile is not the right word. I think that speaks volumes that we're not quite appreciating yet to where this team feels about this bullpen. And I think Jordan Romano is the the face of this bullpen he is the closer he is the guy and I think that's a real glaring issue that needs to be resolved Um, I felt good about this bullpen with the exception of Jordan Romano in the ninth inning with a lead and no runners on base Give me him against anybody else in the league. But you change one of those factors and 
he's unstable and I, I don't like it. Um, that's where we're kind of at. I guess we can probably move on from there. Confidence check on these guys. Uh, John Schneider, I feel fine with. Um, as Shapiro said in the press conference, that continuity is, generally speaking, a competitive advantage. Um, we are right in the prime of our competitive window for contention um as much as even i was kind of waking up thursday excited that maybe ross atkins was going to get fired um didn't get fired and i understand why i do um Look, here's the downside to firing Ross Atkins is now you're starting with a brand new vision. You're bringing in a new guy who's going to bring in his own manager. Um, the manager needs to build a chemistry with the team, the players in the clubhouse. I don't think we're that far off that that's necessary. So that's the real risk, a downside, that much of a shakeup. It's it's funny because when Mark when Ross Atkins has his press conference, I just want to shake him, and then when Mark Shapiro has his press conference and he makes so many good points, I'm like, all right, and that calms me down quite a bit. Um, the point he makes about a guy needs to feel comfortable making mistakes. Um, we don't want the GM playing scared, I guess, is is the word I'm looking for here. We don't want a GM who is afraid to make a trade, like the Dalton Varsho trade, which we'll get to here in a second. Um, we're one year in to evaluating this trade. I mean, we got to see... Is Lourdes Gurriel Jr. even a Diamondback next year? How much money does he sign for? How does that contract affect our ability to sign a guy like Bo and Vlad? What do we end up paying Bo and Vlad? Do we keep either of them? Those are all the tertiary factors in evaluating the Varsho Moreno Gurriel trade. So, as much as it is tough to watch the Diamondbacks go on a little bit of a run here. To see Gabriel Moreno having such an electric postseason, uh, all the home runs he's hitting, Gurriel coming up with some big timely hits. Um, it's really easy, and I, I know I've texted this out before, like, ooh, this trade is going to haunt us. Um, we do have to look at it on a, a broader scale, and, and that's... Uh, that's a calming reassurance from Mark Shapiro. Um, Ross Atkins, ugh, I don't feel good about. Mark Shapiro, Mark Shapiro, no, oh, I can't say it. Mark Shapiro, um, I feel good as ever with Ross Atkins. My confidence is fading quickly. Um, and John Schneider, I'm willing to see one more season out of him. 
Um, I think now a John Schneider who is managing with a new level of autonomy he didn't know he had, I think will be interesting to see. Um, hopefully there is an increased level of communication between the different lev- levels of management. We won't see a direct impact as fans, but hopefully it's it's something that's actually happening. And and yeah, I'm willing to see one more season of John Schneider. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that John Schneider. Yeah, we'll get to more John Schneider with the Anthony Bass update later. Um, Okay, so confidence, John Schneider, I'm going to put it about an 8, Mark Shapiro about a 9, maybe a 10. Oh, I know not everybody likes his press conferences, but I, I do. Uh, the baseball industry as a world has a lot of confidence in him. So that gives me confidence in him. Uh, Ross Atkins has gone from a eight and a half nine guy as well to like a three or a four for me um i'm i don't like the handling of the alec manoa situation although it does feel like maybe it was an impossible situation to win and alec manoa is going to be an interesting thing to watch play out and i think that was when I was looking at Ross Atkins getting fired potentially on Thursday, um, and the writing on the wall was the Sportsnet crew was all of a sudden pretty critical of Ross Atkins. You're seeing guys like Shai Davidi write articles that say there's a real accountability issue in Toronto, um, things like this. Now, we know from having Shy and Arden and Ben Nicholson-Smith on the show and talking to them on and off the record that a lot of what they put into their articles is flavored by off-the-record discussions that they've had, rumblings that they know. For the most part, I mean, because Rogers owns Sportsnet and the Blue Jays, it's all one company. So to be critical of Ross Atkins as a Rogers Sportsnet employee, it's a delicate situation to be in. And I felt like when I'm seeing all these guys write articles and do interviews where they're starting to be critical of Ross Atkins in a pretty harsh way um i thought oh maybe this is a sign that ross that maybe they know maybe shy davidi knows look after thursday at this press conference with mark shapiro i'm speaking in past tense maybe he knew ross atkins is gone so i can start being critical i'm gonna get out there i'm gonna get ahead of it i'm gonna be say it how i really feel so i was a little bit surprised that ross atkins retained his job after after seeing that sort of stuff Maybe it's risky for me to read between the lines, but hey. Um, While I was talking myself into that being a good move, one thing kept popping up in my mind is that 
firing Ross Atkins. Would be other th- other than a big money contract apology. Firing Ross Atkins, I think, is the only way to salvage the relationship with Alec Manoa. I think that bridge has been brutally damaged. Um, I mean, it's tough to say. We haven't heard from Alec Manoa. We'll see how busy he is on social media this offseason or if he's just going to commit to getting in shape and proving everybody wrong. My lips to God's ears. I hope that's the case. But if it's not, um, look, Alec Manoa, let's no bones about it. His performance was abysmal this year. It was terrible. Um, But he seems to believe that His service time was manipulated, which is going to cost him in the end by losing a year of, of of arbitration, I guess, not service time, but a year, one less year of arbitration. Um, it's going to, in the end, cost him about $20 million, potentially, over the life of his, his control years with Toronto. It's a big, that really hurts. Blue Jays could have kept him up for another couple weeks. Um, I can see where he would be upset. I can see where people in his corner, friends, family, would be in his ear saying, hey man, they're fucking you over here. Um, I can see that. But he wasn't pitching well either. But it's understandable that he would be upset and feel like the Jays did this to him. That he was pitching good enough to stay on the active roster. That he wasn't pitching so bad he had to be demoted. And that they specifically demoted him to take money out of his career earnings. Um, Maybe cooler heads will prevail. Maybe, although after seeing Ross Atkins throw John Schneider under the bus... I have a hard time seeing Ross Atkins as the kind of guy who can go to Alec Manoa with a peace offering and an apology, a sincere apology, and uh, and rebuild a bridge. Mark Shapiro maybe can. I don't know. Firing Ross Atkins, though, would have almost instantly repaired that damaged relationship with Alec Manoa. That's totally speculation on my part. But, I mean, here's the pitch. Mark fires Ross Atkins, immediately calls up Alec Manoa and goes, hey, sorry about what happened last year. I got rid of the bad guy in the room. Come back. Daddy loves you. Alec Manoa goes, fuck, I'm really annoyed. I didn't get, like... I'm still pissed, but at least the guy that I'm blaming personally, at least he's gone. So that's the Blue Jays saying, we're picking, we're siding with Alec Manoa over Ross Atkins. I don't know. 
this is unfair speculation on my part, but anyways, that's my thoughts on the uh, Alec Manoa situation. I don't think he's back with Toronto next year. Um, if he can get a fair trade for Alec Manoa, I don't know who does. Ugh, such a tough, tricky situation. Okay, uh, we got a lot left to talk about, uh, but we're approaching the half hour mark, so it's getting pretty long for YouTube. Uh, we still got to talk about the Astros, Rangers, Phillies, and Diamondbacks. Those are the four teams left in the playoffs. Um, Vladdy arbitration again this season. Uh, $14.5 million last season. Will it actually go down this year? Uh, we're going to talk five moves. I would like to see happen for the Blue Jays this offseason. And, of course, the Anthony Bass update. Uh, that will all be available on the Patreon. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, thanks for watching. If you're watching on Patreon, thanks for being here. Uh, and let's just continue. Thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening.